XL Youth Christmas Party Asadayow! I'm way too excited to be up here dressed like this. Get your pictures. Get your pictures. Use it as blackmail. I don't care. But I look great. I don't care what you say. Does anybody know um, what I'm dressed up as? Somebody say it. A shepherd. Say it louder. A shepherd. A shepherd. Last week, we got to talk about a certain somebody that I just felt like didn't get enough screen time. We are in a series called Lights, Cameras, Christmas. In this movie called The Christmas Story, last week we talked about what I think should be a main character, but what some people see as a supporting role. Who did we talk about last week? Somebody shout it out. Joseph. Shout out to Joseph. Is he in here? Shout out to Joseph. He's out there doing something great. Getting pizzas for us. Joseph, and and if you remember kind of our talk, we wanted to really give insight on how Joseph handled the situation. How Joseph handled his fiance being pregnant by somebody, not him. Y'all remember that? Kind of scandalous. Today, I want to go through the movie again, and I want to bring the lights, the cameras, the Christmas, to another supporting role in the movie, I want to give flowers to a certain group of gentlemen that I am dressed up as. And it's obviously for a reason. Now, the shepherds in this story, a lot of people think, you know, shepherd, they think Jesus, they think David, how many of you know who David is, right? The guy who killed Goliath. You know, he wasn't always a king and he wasn't always a giant slayer. At one point or another, Jesus, it's not Jesus, David, excuse me, was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. And so for us to see this lineage of shepherds throughout the Bible, it's kind of important for us to see shepherds in the story as something you and I need to perk up our ears to. So I'm going to take this off because it's hot. You ain't never seen a Bass Pro Shepherd before, but you are now. And so this isn't to culture appropriate or to make fun of. This is just a nativity outfit. And so this isn't meant to offend anyone in any way, but essentially these shepherds were outcasts. Has anybody ever felt, you don't have to raise your hand, but has anybody ever felt like an outcast? Maybe in your family, maybe in school, maybe just in your own head, you just feel like you're the lowest of the low. A shepherd in this day and age were outcasts. Shepherds essentially were like some people who look down on janitors today, which you shouldn't look down on anybody. You know what I'm saying? The bathroom's clean for a reason. But some people would look at a janitor and say they're at the bottom of the employer status, per se. In the same way, society back then looked at as a shepherd as somebody not worthy of time. They would even go as far as if something legal happened and a shepherd was involved, They were so looked down upon that rarely were their testimonies in court given heard, and if given heard, rarely credited. So these people couldn't even like 
plead their case in court. These are people that society has left behind. These are people that ultimately really don't deserve anything other than the staff in their hand and the smell of the sheep. If you've ever been on a farm, if you've ever been around livestock, they smell horrible. Has anybody ever been around sheep, around cows? It's just not a good time. But all of a sudden we burst onto the scene. Boom, here we are. And the angels already talked to Joseph. The angels already talked to Mary. And now all of a sudden, what I would say would be a rabbit trail on the nativity scene in this movie that we call the Christmas story. We see shepherds. Can we, can we get into it? Come on, can we get into it? If you can't tell, I'm really excited about this. Turn in your Bibles or on your phone to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, thank you. The book of Luke is in the New Testament. The New Testament is found in one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. The New Testament essentially is season two of the Bible. Season two. There may be some spoilers. I don't know. I'm sorry. But if you got it, say, "Uh uh-huh. If you're ready, say, oh, yeah. You're going to see it on the Sky Bible. Since if you don't have your Bible, you're going to see it up here. Let's go ahead. Would you stand to your feet tonight? Would you stand for the reading of God's word? As we read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14 right now. And it says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Pause. How many of you remember kind of what happened to Joe? Right? Like he's just chilling at home and an angel just appears? That's something to be afraid of. So filled with great fear. Next slide. And the angel said to them, this sounds familiar, fear not, for behold. Anytime you see the word behold, something very important is coming right after that. For behold, I bring you, what's to say? Good what? Say it louder. What does it say? Good what? All right. Of great, say this word, joy. For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for me, for you, for any selective group. No, the Bible says for all the people. Next slide. For unto you is born this day in this, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You ever prayed for a sign? You're like, God, give me a sign. Here it is. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, stop right there. What, what's happening for a second? So at first there was one angel gives them the good news of that Jesus, the Savior is born. And out of nowhere, a whole bunch of, a multitude, thousands of angels showed up. Keep going. And saying this, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
Let's pray. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love you. And tonight, as we bring light to a certain set of individuals, I just pray that you would open up our hearts to receive the word that you have, the joy that is coming to this earth, that is coming to this world, the joy that is available to us, that is not found in anything, but found in someone that is someone. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Get ready. ourselves observing a very supportive role, a very supportive character, the shepherd. Not just one, but a few. You can be seated. In this Christmas season, as I run through this quickly, because I want you guys to be able to hang out, but how many of you would rather uh, be in God's presence and hear his word than anything else? Amen? So, in the season that is called Christmas, we tend to find happiness in a lot of what we get. Happiness, right? How many of you know there's a difference between happiness and joy? Would you, would you say that you know the difference? If you don't, happiness is fleeting. Happiness, if I could put it into a, uh, a symbol, would be a roller coaster. There's some days you're feeling it, some days you're not. Some days it's great, some days it's not. Joy is something that is found in someone. Joy is something that no matter on the toppest mountain where we feel like we're on top of the world or in the lowest valley where we feel forgotten, joy is what sustains us. Joy is what helps us smile, not just through the pain, but in it. Joy. And where, where is this joy found? How can you and I find joy in the midst of sometimes feeling forgotten about. Forgotten about, maybe even in this Christmas season. Jesus is our joy. Jesus is our joy. That's it. That's it. That's Listen, that's all the Lord put in my heart tonight. I rewrote this whole message around this right here because you and I, when we tend to feel forgotten, we'll run to things that ultimately will make us feel seen. We'll ultimately go to things that make us feel wanted. And it's ultimately because you and I are in the pursuit of happiness. When in reality, you and I should be pursuing joy, which means you should be pursuing Jesus. Here are some observations from this story that I want to dive into. Number one, just write this down. Number one, here's how you and I can experience joy, which is Jesus. Who is Jesus? Number one, I think it's important that you and I be on the lookout for joy. Some people say, like, you won't find what you're looking for until you what? Say it louder. Look for it. My mom used to do this game. Well, it wasn't really a game because she would spank me if I got it wrong. But if she was like trying to get ready, we called her closet the closet of doom. True story. True story. 
And my mom would say, I need you to go find. She would always end up finding one shoe because my mom was a shoe collector. And she'd go, go find this other shoe because we need to go. And if I ever, like, just didn't find it, I would just get in trouble. Like, how is it my fault? I don't know. But sometimes, on occasion, I would be on the lookout for her shoes to just help my mom out. I would be on the lookout, right, for these shoes. Sometimes when I walk, you know, when I'm waiting at the bus stop or I'm on the bus or I'm on the train, I'm on the lookout for one thing. How many of you know what it is? I'm I'm on the lookout for money. People be just leaving money on the bus. And you know what? I'll tithe. I'll tithe it. It's my Starbucks, right? But we need to be on the lookout. I wonder if you and I tend to miss joy for the reason of we're just not looking for it. We're just not on the lookout for it. Look what happens. One of really the most difficult things about moments or seasons of pain or forgetfulness or kind of where the shepherds are, you know, in hard seasons in our life, it's really hard to find reasons to be joyful, right? How many of you would agree with that? I would say that. That's why really we must be very intentional at looking for those reasons to be joyful. You know, your current situation is different from the shepherds, right? Like you're not out there in a field at night. And chances are, you know, pretty good that God won't send an entire choir of angels. Uh, Shout out to my dude Sturdy over here for his choir concert the other night. The dude killed his solo. He really did. It was like a Chicago Frank Sinatra. It was amazing. He did so good. So the odds are God's not going to send an angelic choir and sturdy to show up at your house at night to sing this coming of Jesus, right? To sing about the joy that is Jesus. No, uh, but he's offering you instead a moment that could be subtle. A moment that only you and the Lord would share. I think the Lord gives us moments of joy when we least expect it, as long as we're on the lookout for it. There's so many stories I can share with that. But I think if you can look for Jesus in your everyday life, that's what I'm trying to say. Every time you hear joy, I want you to think Jesus. So when you say be on the lookout for joy, I'm saying be on the lookout for Jesus. Be on the lookout for Jesus throughout your life. Number two, here's something. Accept the joy that Jesus offers. So what am I saying? When Jesus offers you joy, and Jesus is joy, what is he offering you? Somebody tell me. Say it. Himself. Shout out to the lit leader in the front row. Love that. Go, Teresa, go. He is offering you himself. I saw a post the other day from a teacher, and this teacher said, shout out to all my teachers in the room, you're... All right, I love y'all. Y'all have the hardest job in the world. This teacher had a little gift give with all the students. And one student noticed that the teacher didn't get a present. This student felt in, in his heart to, well, that's not right. The teacher should get a present. Everyone else is getting a present. And this person, this kid, finds uh, the teacher's favorite color, which is purple takes a a crayon and puts it in a box and he goes up to the teacher and he he says I I hope you really love it It, it's it's your favorite color I hope you really love it and she opens the box and 
there is a purple crayon. It's not about the crayon that the teacher said. It was that this kid gave him her his heart. That's his heart. That's the thoughtfulness. He's like, I don't have much. I couldn't buy you anything, but I know that this is your favorite color. And I thought of you and I saw it and you deserve your favorite. And I sometimes think like the Lord is like, listen, I could give you the mansion. I could give you the car. I could give you the money. But I think what would be way more important is that God would give you all that he has and not just all that he has, but all that he is. And that's himself. In the same way that that student gave this teacher his whole heart shown through a crayon, Jesus is giving you and showing you and offering you joy through his whole heart, through this story. It's amazing that this special gift was given to somebody who the world say is not good enough. It's crazy to me that that one angel showed up to Joseph, but a multitude, thousands of angels showed up to the very people that weren't worthy to be in town during the season. The people that were dirty, the people that had foul mouths, the people that like to cuss sometimes, you know what I'm saying? The people, the rough around the edges people, the people that I don't know if they would come to church even if I invited them. God sent a multitude of angels to share the gospel. This is the gospel that they're sharing, that the Savior has come, that the Messiah has come. It's not in my notes, but I want you to read this. Verse 15, it says this. I'm running through this. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Leave it right there. Leave it right there. So the angels like just disappear. Now they could have easily just been like, you know, that was weird. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to lay off the yak juice or whatever like they be drinking, right? They're like, yo, what was in that, right? They could have chalked it up to just like a, in a, a hallucination or whatever. But in this moment, something special happened. God revealed himself to them. Why don't you notice something? If noticing joy in the midst of pain is difficult, this one might be even more difficult, accepting the gift of joy that Jesus is offering. Accepting joy requires action. It requires action. When I hand Talissa here a gift, in order for her to receive the gift, what would she have to do? Take it. There you go. Merry Christmas. There's agua for you. Right? So a lot of us are like, God, I just want joy. I need joy in my life. And he's saying, here I am. And a lot of you are like, great. So what does it mean to accept the joy that is Jesus? It means to allow him to be in your life. Dare I say that you don't have joy in your life because you don't have Jesus. I'm going to say it again. You don't have joy in your life because you don't have Jesus. And anything 
that you might say right now to me in response to that, like, Pastor Izzy, like, I'm good, man. I got joy. It is a false representation of joy is that will ultimately leave you wanting. It's fake. It's fake news. It's a fake Apple Watch. It's a fake Gucci bag. That's what it is. It looks real, feels real, but ultimately those who know what a Gucci bag really looks and feels like, they'll be able to tell you that's not a Gucci bag. In the same way, I know what joy is. I have felt joy in the most painful moments of my life. And I'm here to tell you that what you might be experiencing that might be getting you through hard times is not the real joy. If it is not Jesus, it is not joy. If it is not Jesus, it is, that's a good word. It's just not joy. It just ain't. Turn to your neighbor and say, it ain't. So let's take... The shepherds, for example, after they heard about this great joy to all people, they immediately left their flocks on the hillside, which, by the way, is horrible. Like, Jesus left the 99 to look for one. They left all 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that song was not written about these shepherds. Like, these guys just left their whole flock on the hillside. And they picked up their little robes and like, we got to go. Next slide. And they went with haste, meaning fast. And found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Can you imagine this moment of them walking up and seeing this weird sight of baby Jesus in a manger? It would have just been something to walk away from. But what they heard and what they experienced was too real. And I can just see that as as they've just experienced God through glory and through the multitude of angels, now they see something they've been waiting for their whole lives. When the shepherds were boys, they would go to the school that would teach them about the laws of Moses. It would teach them and they would talk about the coming of the Messiah. Who remembers what the Messiah means? We talked about this. It means the anointed one, the chosen one. That's what the Messiah means. The Messiah is the Savior of the world. He is going to free God's people, essentially in this day and age, from the Roman Empire. They were, they were governed and ruled by, and so they've heard their whole life that one day they're going to be free. One day they're going to be free of oppression. And now, finally, what they've been waiting for their whole life, shepherds get to see Jesus first. The outcast, the lowly, the forgotten, they get to see Jesus. They get to see hope. They get to see joy. They get to see light. They get to see life first before anyone. That's a word for you and me. We're shepherds. Sometimes we can feel forgotten. God has chosen us to share this life and this love, and that is only found in Jesus. Number three. As I close, the band can come up. Number three, share your joy with others. Say sharing is caring. It just is. Tell me like you got a friend that has a bag of hot Cheetos. You expect them to share, right? Like how dare somebody open up a bag of hot fries and not share with you? You better share or any type of candy. How about this? How many of you absolutely hate it when, when you open up a new pack of gum at school and now all of a sudden everybody and their mama want a piece of gum? That's crazy. Is she like, is Marie, is that you? You're like, man, I hate that. She's like me. You're speaking to me. I hate that. But sharing is caring, right? Whenever you and I experience 
something really fun, we can't help but tell somebody. How many of you have experienced this? You, you go on summer vacation, right? You go to this place or that place, and you do this thing and that thing, and you get to experience some fun stuff. And then when you get back to school or when you get back from vacation, you can't help but tell your friend about what you did or what you got them. It's in our DNA to share what we love, what impacts us. It's just what we do. You're like, that's not me. It is you. You're not that emo. If you don't listen to certain bands that I know, you're not emo, all right? You're not emo, sorry. All right? But sharing is caring. Look at this. Verse 17, share your joy with others. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Next one. And all who heard it, say all who heard it. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So they're like just telling everybody. Verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things. She's just soaking in this moment, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned. How did they return to their field? Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. That's what we're going to do here in this moment. That's what we're about to do. We're about to glorify and praise God. Because what you just heard is the same news that the shepherds heard. It's the same news that in scripture we read that still matters today. That you were forgotten and you were lost and you were hurting. But the Savior of the world, Jesus the Christ, born of a virgin, came to this earth to do one thing. That was to live for you, to die for you. And to live for you again. I, I love that the, the representation of the gospel is here, right here, right now. And so here it is. I'm not even going to read the rest of it because God is going to move. If you need joy in your life, you're going to find it in Jesus. There ain't no joy without Jesus. No Jesus, no joy. But you've heard the message. You've heard the message. I'm not a multitude of angels and I can't sing like sturdy, but I'm telling you tonight that the Savior of the world has come and he loves you and he cares for you. And because of just believing in him, you will be saved. The Savior has come. If you need hope tonight, here's what I want you to do. I want you to receive Jesus tonight. And that might be during this song. Sal, would you mind taking this for me? It might be that during this song, you say, hey, Jesus, I need you. I just need you. I believe in you. You're saved. But here's what we're going to do. We're all going to respond. Can you stand to your feet with me? I want everyone to come on down to the front. Come on. We're going to do this together. It's not to be ritualistic. It's not to be weird. It's to show us that we're in this together. And if you don't know what to do in this moment, that's okay. I'm going to tell you. All I want you to do in this moment is I want you to listen to what they're singing. If you know the song, sing along. Praise, glorify, but I want this to minister to you. And when you start really feeling that joy, because I believe God's going to pour it out through the power of his Holy Spirit, I believe some of you are going to start to smile more than you've ever smiled before after tonight. I just believe it. God's going to give, him, give you your, uh, your joy tonight through Jesus. And then we're going to thank him in a really, really fun way. But let's get into this song. We got plenty of space right here. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. We can fill it in. We can fill it in. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah, we got plenty of space. 
Let's sing this song together. Let's do it.